Hi, and welcome to episode 27 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity. I'm Mike Sklenz. This week, we've got a great news and listener mail segment featuring uh, guest star Jesse Waldack of VGTribune.com. Uh, we also have a discussion on the DC animated movies coming up at the end of the show. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, you can send them to connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to another rousing edition of the news and other junk on connectivity. I am your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me today we have uh, a rather full cast. We got Zach Miller. Is it really rousing? I mean, it could be. It depends on on what direction we take. All right. Uh, We also have Patrick Barnett. I was going to bring up that word choice as well, and Zach beat me to it. (laughs) You guys are like two peas in a pod. Yep. Uh, Mike Sklenz, our editor. I was uh, going to say uh, it should be arousing. Ah, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, when, when you get five men in uh, on different parts of the world together to record a podcast, it gets crazy. And our and our fifth man, who I guess we could say is replacing Scott, who had a baby last week, and is uh, I think he'll be editing next week. But he needs right to get now, his priorities straight. He's he's right taking a week truth. off. That jerk. Always um, with the babies. We got a. Jesse Waldack from VG Tribune, who uh, I I met at E3 last year. He's called into some of the live shows. And uh, Zach and I have both guested on the VG Tribune podcast. I think Johnny has too, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So uh, VG Tribune is a a cool place to have fun podcasts that are are fun to be a part of. And I I hope Scott's wife had the baby, not Scott. Well, I mean, they're a little weird. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I've never been to Chicago. I can't vouch. I mean, it it happens sometimes. You saw a junior, yeah. right? I mean that that was based on a true story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that documentary Junior. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're gonna talk about uh, two two new upcoming Nintendo games. One of which will be out by the time you hear this, and the other of which already came out in Europe. And Code of we'll Princess. Talk about some news, and then we will talk about. Uh, uh, some listener mail because we didn't get to all of it last week. So let's uh, let's drop right into the uh, the shorter part of this, which I, I think will be me talking about Xenoblade Chronicles. Right. We happen to receive our review copy today, and I'm sending it out to uh, Alex Kulafi tomorrow to review before its April 6th release date. But I uh, I put it in my Wii and put like a half an hour into it, and it actually um, I'm pretty excited to pick up this game. The combat's really cool. It looks like it could be a really nice game to get lost into. The one thing that I have to say that I don't I don't know if Jesse's experienced, I know the other guys haven't, but the game doesn't really look that visually appealing from what I've seen so far. It like uh I had a friend over and we were watching it and we're just kinda like, Is this supposed to be really good? It just kinda looks like a, a better than average Wii game. Like it it didn't blow my mind. And I guess I've heard yeah. some of it might be the draw distances, but I, I don't really know. It doesn't really look that visually appealing. I don't like the art style too much. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have played a little bit of the game uh, when it was released in Europe. I borrowed someone's import copy and got uh, maybe about ten hours into it, and I liked what I what I what little I played of it. And, <laughs> and you sound very enthused. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember because it was you know. Not eight months ago. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it came out back and, in August in Europe, so it's been a long time. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting 
graphical superiority of any of anything being on the Wii. You know, I, I I know the Wii's capabilities, and I wasn't really expecting much out of it. But what it did, I was I was okay with it. I didn't feel disappointed in the graphics. I, I think the one all. thing that kind of gets me is that I heard a lot of people kind of comparing it favorably against uh, Skyward Sword, which I mean I understand that there is you know a, I guess a year and a half from when Xenoblade came out in uh, Japan and when Skyward Sword came out everywhere else. So there's that disparity. But a lot of people kind of talk that they like Xenoblade more graphically. And to me, uh, I don't really see that. I, I vastly prefer the art style. And, um, you know, Xenoblade, it looks cool. I, I'm really excited to, uh, I have a pre-order to GameStop. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to dig into it, but it doesn't look as, as nice as I thought it would. Mm. Yeah, I got my pre-order in as well for the North American version. But yeah, I mean, I'm very excited. It's going to come with an art book, and uh, yeah, uh, that's that's Xenoblade Chronicles. I I was someone who was pretty negative about it. Didn't really understand it. I still don't think it's like. Uh, I mean, I, I'll give it more than a half an hour before I declare my final verdict on it. But I'm very much intrigued to play more. Hmm. Yeah, but the what I've noticed is it's very MMO like. You know, yes. if you're used to uh, playing. World of Warcraft or EverQuest, or the type of the way the battle system is, is is the battle is automatic battling. Yeah. It'll depending on your weapon, you'll swing so many times a minute and does so much damage per attack and all the all the normal hidden math involved. And then you're able to activate other abilities in between that yeah, to hearts. increase your damage, you increase your opponent, your friend's damage to heal whatever. Well. Let's let's get over to the game that's going to be more of the uh, the, the new hotness. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Xenoblade a lot more as some of us get our hands on the game. Um, Kid Icarus Uprising comes out. By the time you hear this, it actually should be out. It comes out in two days from when we're recording, or three days from when we're recording this. Um, and I wrote the review. It went up yesterday. I gave it a 9.5, and I fucking love this game. Um, I don't really even know where to begin because there's just so much to it, but because this is go- this is going up on Friday, right? Yep. So I don't need to Saturday, obey any goddamn Saturday. embargo. Oh, it's well, regardless, as long as it doesn't go up before Friday, I can break the embargo. It'll be up on Friday, probably. So are you guys? Oh, well, basically, spoiler to anyone with Kid Icarus Uprising. Do you guys really care about spoilers as much for no. this game? Not really. No, it's an action okay. game. Um, I don't because I'm not interested in the game at all. Okay. Uh, it'll be it'll <laughs> be my uh my my task will be to try to convince you. So this game unlikely. Um, the controls are a little weird. I'll give it that. That's probably that. That's like my e- one explanation about the game. Explain how they're so, weird. Um, I mean, it's just because how it works is that you use you know the circle pad to control pit by default, or the the circle pad pro, which which I'm using because I'm a lefty, and you use your stylus to kind of move where he goes. In the the rail shooter parts where you're flying in the air, it's perfect. Like there's there's no issue with it at all. But when you go on the ground, it's kind of like you're doing like a you know a a twin stick third person shooter, but one of the sticks is the touchscreen. So it's like uh, Metroid Prime Hunters, sort of, but it's even more different than that because they actually use this metaphor in the game, and I and I mentioned in the review because it's how I kind of learned how the controls worked. Is in the first chapter, like Palutena says to Pit, and one of the many meta things is that you use the touchscreen and you move it like you were spinning a globe. So basically it would be it'll be stuff like if you want to turn around quickly, you need to kind of like flick to the left and then like put the stylus down to stop your movement. Hmm. And it's it's kind of weird like that. I mean, 
it's it's tough to get a grasp on, but once you get a grasp on it, it doesn't become as much of an impediment, except for there's certain parts where, you know, Pit, like, moves a little loosely, so there's some parts where it's like, oh, don't step in the lava, and then I kept on stepping in the fucking lava, or, like, there this is a tight area with a lot of enemies, and then I found myself getting my ass kicked, but those areas are kind of few and far between for the most part, so it, and it never really became that much of an issue. Overall, um, that sounds like... Uh... An improvement over something Metroid like Metroid Prime Hunters because with Metroid Prime Hunters you were like your hand had to like your stylus was basically always on the touchscreen. Yeah, right. And with this, I mean, the flicking seems to make more sense with a touchscreen element because it's not as precise to begin with. But if you yep. had to hold the stylus down the whole time, your hand would naturally drift, and that would be bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, and also that there is an alternate control scheme if you don't want to use the stylus. Um. You can use the stylus, I believe. You use the face buttons for character movement and the the circle pad for uh, moving the reticule on the screen. So you can kind of do it that way, but I I did not enjoy that at all. Alternatively, if you're a lefty, you can also use uh, the the face buttons for character movement and then use uh, your stylus on the on the touch screen. Which I mean, I have the circle pad pro, so it's not that much of an issue. But if you're a lefty, it's you know you can still play the game, although you you are a little bit gimped by having to use the, the face buttons instead of a, an analog stick. So you think me not having the circle pad pro will really affect my enjoyment of it being a lefty? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, it, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a really cool game that, that triumphs over uh, some weak controls. Um, and then there's just so much shit to do in it. Like I, I don't even think I will be able to explain it all in a timely fashion. There was a point in my review where, because of the embargo, I wasn't able to elaborate on it. But I'm just like, then there's so much other shit that you you're like. It, oh my god, um, like because they have all the weapon fusion stuffs. There, um, there are eight different weapon types, and there are twelve weapons in each type. Um, some of which you have to play through the game to kind of unlock the ability to get them, which is uh, kind of cool because I didn't really realize that at first. And then I was just like, oh cool, I can now get this weapon that has one of the later bosses' face on it. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> so you have all the weapon fusion stuff. Then you have the idols, which are basically like trophies in uh, in brawl or melee, and um, those are the things that you can get from the AR cards. But you can also get them in game in this little egg toss mini game thing, where like you put this eggs in a frying pan and flick them in the air, and then you you might get a new idol or you might get a repeat. It has like the little percentage indicator. It's very much like brawl. Yeah, it sounds. Um, yeah. And then there's like uh, how how Brawl had the challenges. There's not one but two screens of those with 120 challenges each, I believe. Oh, wow! So there's there's a lot more shit to do there, and it's stuff like you know defeat this boss without letting like your your because like, there's some like I mean at the end of the second chapter, I don't know if you've seen that guy Magnus, who's just like the dude who looks like he's out of place and has a giant ass sword. During that boss fight, uh, he assists you, and one of the things is like don't let him get knocked down during that boss fight. And there's stuff like, you know, beat this level with this specific weapon or, you know, beat this level on under this amount of time, beat this boss when you're about to die, et cetera, et cetera. And the really batshit crazy thing is, is, you know, have we seen all this stuff about this game since it came out? We have seen about a third of the game. Huh. Oh. Um, as of, I mean, the embargo said that uh, we can say that there are more than nine chapters but we can't tell you that. Um, or, but, but the embargo was, you know, we can't say how many chapters are. There are 25 chapters. <laughs> you defeat Medusa at the end of chapter nine. Oh, wow. So, so 
In, wow. Since then, I have blown up a uh, – there's basically like a fucking Star Wars scene where Pitt's looking at two moons. And he's like, hey, that's not a moon. It's a star. It's like a – it's a, it's, a, space it's a space station. And then you go into the space station and blow it the fuck up. And then aliens come. And like, like I, 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 I don't even know. Like, the story is incredible. It's hysterical. Like, there are legitimately funny jokes laced throughout this game. There's a Nintendogs reference um, where uh, Pitt is talking to Twin Bellows when you fight him right before you fight Medusa at the end of Chapter 9. Because you have to, like, you know, refight some of the bosses. And he talks about how like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you for a walk, boy. We're gonna get so many Nintendo trainer points, <laughs> and like these things are throughout uh, the game. I love it when so shit gets meta like funny. that. And like you know they they talk about the economy at one point. <laughs> it's so good. Like I don't want serious stories. I just want more shit like this. <laughs> it's incredible. This is exactly what I wanted when I first heard the stupid voice acting in that original trailer, and it delivers tenfold. Um, yeah, like I, I just think this game's incredible, and the multiplayer seems really cool too. I actually played it with real people the other day, all from Japan. Um, but I mean, the multiplayer is very fun. It is very much like Smash Brothers, but from the third person. Like crazy shit happens. I don't really know what's going on, but I have a good time while I'm doing it, and hmm. occasionally I kill people. Did you have any lag issues at all? Nope. Oh, that's good. That's Although good I mean, it, it does it, it does do the kind of stuff where I mean. You run into that issue of am I? Does it really matter if I'm playing against real people or not? Yeah. Because the one, the couple online matches that I had, it would be like you know you have uh, you have six people all the time, but I, it was roughly like you know it'd be me and like two or three real people and then two CPUs and I wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. Mm. But I mean, I could see like at, at PAX or E3 playing this game multiplayer would be a lot of fun. Oh, I hate you. But you <laughs> could play it at E3, right? Right. Hopefully, we're 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 all gonna be there, right? Right? Come on, Mike. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game is really really good. I highly recommend that everyone plays it um, because it's very good. I like it a whole lot. I understand not everyone would like it as much as I do, and I do offer that caveat that like I just really dig what Sakurai does, and uh, this is this is a Sakurai game. So if you are wary of the changes that he made to Brawl or whatever the hell, or you don't really like his level designs or whatever, then maybe maybe raise a raised eyebrow to this game, but you should definitely still look into it because yeah. um, it's worth it's worth checking out. Yeah. I was going to ask you when you're when you're talking about the the space station, do they make a reference if it's fully functional or not? I don't believe so. <laughs> but. And also all the replayability in this game. It's like off the charts. Like I've gone back and played some chapters just because it's fun. And then I'll unlock like the challenges and but the levels are just very, very fun. Have, and like, I just, I can't even really explain it. Just how absurd it gets. Have you toyed with the difficulty setting slider thing at all? Yeah. Um, it, it gets really hard. I think the <laughs> highest I've started is around 5.0. And I usually like whenever I start at 5.0, I usually die and I get taken down. So you can't. I put think it the up highest I've beaten is like 4.5. Oh, wow. I mean, it's really once you start getting better weapons, then that's kind of like what oh, okay. makes you able to take on higher difficulties. What changes? Is it just the amount of damage that's done to you? No, it's like they add more enemies. It's not mm. just like, oh, now you take more damage. It's there are more enemies and more bonkers shit happening. Huh. And that's really cool. That is cool. Oh, I want this game. I'm glad it comes out yeah. Friday. That'll be after my credit card cuts off and 
<laughs> I'll be able to get it and my Vita memory stick and a Vita game. And then, and then you won't play your Vita. Game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, right so right. I guess uh, let's, let's move on to the news. Well, I, I do have one quick question okay, before we it. move on. Um, how much of the game would you classify it as being a shooter? I mean, percentage. Percentage-wise? I mean, well, are you talking like the rail shooter versus the third-person stuff? Well, is there any just like nor- going back to platformer re- uh, roots at all, or is it all pretty much all just I mean, sh- shooting stuff? Oh, man, and I even forgot to mention that there's fucking vehicles in this game. What? Like, there are... There are- there are parts where you are on like a motorbike and you have to go over jumps. You have like this weird like ball thing that you go into, and then there's a mech. You get into a mech. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I forgot this. It's called the Cherub Bot. The Cherub Bot. That's horrible. Oh my god. It's so good. Wow. Awful. Um, there's there's not really as much platforming in this. It's pretty much. I mean, it's an action game. I have a like question you have as the well. rail shooter bits, which are yeah, it's, it's a rail shooter for better or worse. Um, but usually there's awesome dialogue to go along with that. So in those areas where you're kind of like mindlessly dodging and shooting stuff, you can pay attention to the story. Um, okay. I'm still not interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. I, I don't like shooters. Yeah. I, 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 if you ever get the chance to try it out, I would, but if you're not that into shooters, I, I would raise that eyebrow that I was talking about earlier. Eyebrows raised. So my question <laughs> is, so this is an action game, like, uh, I guess you could say at least sort of in the vein of something like God of War or Devil May Cry or like sort of like maybe in, like a cousin of those kind of games at the... Oh, definitely. Maybe, okay. I mean, I think that Sin and Punishment is also a pretty good comparison, okay. although, I mean, the on-foot stuff isn't uh, guided. Okay. Um, do you like those other kinds of games, like Devil May Cry or Sin... I know you like Sin and Punishment, um, or like, you know, traditional, like, or Bayonetta or like, yeah. do you like something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like okay. brawler stuff. Yeah, I, I okay. really dig those okay. brawler okay. games. I'm, I'm trying to... Th- there's more emphasis on shooting in okay. this game as opposed I was gonna to ask, brawling. How do you think, um, as someone who's only, like, a casual fan, like, I played the first God of War and I liked it and I, I kind of liked Devil May Cry. Like, I'm not huge into that genre, but I, I guess I like it enough. How would you, how would, would you recommend the game to someone like me? Um, yeah, because that's kind of how I am about like Devil okay. May Cry and God of War. Well, I'm not to super into them. For... I, I have played Devil May Cry games and God of War games, and you know enjoyed them, but I'm not super crazy about them. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's not like it's Devil not very because it, it does still have like some puzzle elements to it, and uh, but there is a lot of there is a lot of shooting, and you do have some weapons like they have the clubs that are are better for for melee combat. But I've I've uh, I like the cannons, the orbiters. Um, the orbiters are just like these balls that hang out in front of you sounds dirty to say, but there's ones that are the, the paw pad orbiters that shoot out paw prints. At oh enemies. God. I, I'm going to get this game. If just because I like, like I like action games enough, but it just seems like they put the whole thing and like turned it on its ear and just like yep. screwed it as much as possible and made it like really self-referentially like meta and like just bizarre. Yeah. And I want to play it just for that. Yep. Yep. I mean, I really, I can't recommend this game enough. Like, like I said, there, there are going to be people that don't like it as much, but I am not one of those. It is super, super cool. Is it uh, going up on your uh, game of the year nomination? In, in, in all honesty, I, I think, uh, I, I mean, it definitely knocks down. I, I don't know. I kind of want to go back and play Mutant Muds and see if that holds up, but we'll oh, save that for the next game of the year thing. But I, I can tell you this much that Kid Icarus Uprising has made a supreme play to top Mutant Muds and Resident <laughs> Evil Revelations. Nice. Wait, Resident Evil? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Um, I guess we should move on to the news, unless anybody else has anything to say about Kid Icarus Uprising. Totally buying it. Yeah, it's it's very much worth it. And we can talk more about it and play online and stuff, and it'll be great. Nice. News. So I guess, you mean no? Yes. Sorry, you mean you could, we can play far away, not online. Yeah, 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 far <laughs> away. Far yeah. away, because because the way the online is that it's there's solo and then together, and you click on together, and then there's far away and nearby instead of online and local, which is wonderful. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was, put up I a was piece laughing about it on Kotaku today. Yeah, saying, Totilo's like, this is great. piece about it. Yep. I mean, that's one of the things that I noticed about it that I was just like, that's bonkers. Like, what the hell? But it's such a nice way of, like, it, like, totally disarms you from the fact that, oh, you know what? Because if you play a game on Xbox Live, you're probably going to be called a faggot and someone will send you a picture of their dick. Yeah. That's what (laughs) online gaming is. But this is far away gaming. It's not online. (laughs) Well, we know dick pictures. I just, I I, I can't wait for Smash. I I cannot wait for Smash Brothers now. I went from being like, yeah, that'll be cool to play to, like, after seeing what he can do with Kid Icarus Uprising, I cannot wait to see what happens with the next Smash Brothers game. An online game and fix the lag issues. If you're playing with people who are, I assume, mostly in Japan and there's no lag, like, yeah. that bodes well for Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, so the news, uh, the I guess the big news story, which will please Mike, is that Epic Mickey on 3DS might be a thing, and it might be revealed next week, I believe. Yep. Um, according to some French. Now, is this Epic Mickey two or a report of the original? I don't know, because the original rumors that I was hearing was that there was a an Epic Mickey 2 yeah. that was going to come out for, like, Wii 360 and PS3. Yeah, that's definitely Or some combination happen. of that, or maybe maybe it was going to be a Wii U game, like, I, I don't know. But this latest rumor was saying that I think it's Epic Mickey Power of Illusion, yeah, which is going to be a 3DS game, which I can also see that being something like there is Epic Mickey on 3DS... That is all, and there's another game on other systems, or it's Epic Mickey on 3DS, and it's also the same game on other systems. Right? Is it a port of the original, or totally new yeah. game? Like, a, it's going to be exclusive to 3DS, or will it be Epic Mickey 2, or maybe just a shrunk down version of Epic Mickey 2, or who even knows? Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm waiting for the day when they make an Epic Mickey game and set it in Epcot instead of. Disneyland or Magic Kingdom yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Put it in Disney World, damn it. Epic Figment. I, I want Epic Figment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that I, I do not know this Disneyland that they spe- that, that they spoke of. To me, it is it has always been Disney World. Isn't there isn't there a Connect game where you're going on? You're in yeah, Disney Disneyland World. Adventures. Yeah. No, it's Disneyland. Disneyland. Disneyland again. That's the one I've been to. There's all this focus on the California one, damn it. Florida, I, uh, East I, Coast, represent. The the only thing I remember from Disneyland, I went there when I was maybe 12, um, and I got heat stroke in line for one of the rides. Uh, and and then I drank an entire bottle of Allsport and threw it up five minutes later. Oh, nice. Pleasant. Wow. Uh, good memories. <clears throat> oh, right? But uh, the Haunted I Mansion's mean, awesome. Hope, hopefully by this time next week, we will, uh, we will check this game. Well, we know what this game is. And um, Nintendo Power, I believe, uh, kind of heavily teased that the next issue was going to have an Epic Mickey uh, cover story. Oh, wow. Because they showed something where it was like next issue talking about something. And then it had they the, had the ears. Were they had like it looked like it was all Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit's ears um, poking up at the bottom. Well, I'm putting dibs but, on review copy of this game now. Yes. <laughs> you go ahead. I feel like we need we need to just default now that you're more active with the site again. Any any Disney game? Sklens is no, game. not any. No, no, no. Because there are so many bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that that looks kind of cool. I'm excited to hear more because I, you know, Epic Mickey 
seemed like it was a really, really cool idea, and then I did not enjoy the game that much, but I love the idea of it, and I want to see it better. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, the other news that we got is uh, another game that I believe Mike is excited for. It's yes. Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D, which was kind of like up in the air, um, and then it got delayed, it was on hold, and now it looks like uh, the retailer date, which is pegged at May 22nd, seems like it'll be dead on as Atari has finally emerged from their, their month-long slumber and said that it's coming out at the end of spring, which lines up with that retailer date of May 22nd. Unless they decide to pull a, a Sega. loops in there. Yeah. Unless, they, uh, <laughs> unless they, they, they go to pull a Sega, in which case it'll come out tomorrow and it will be a uh, GameStop exclusive for $20. <laughs> <laughs> which I really think that the, the Crush 3D debacle was probably one of the worst things that I have ever seen happen in the games industry outside of like people being laid off. <laughs> have any of you played crush 3d yet? Besides, I, the I demo? like the demo a lot. Like I, I will pick up that game. I'm just not in any kind of rush. I mean, kid Icarus is kind of demanding my time right now. I got it last week and I'm not a huge fan. Like I like the demo, but I don't know. It's just I not great. The idea doesn't really go any further. No, <laughs> I'm like that on the seventh sucks. puzzle and I don't know. This isn't wonderful. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, but yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D from, from N Space, published by Atari, should be coming out at the end of May. And it kind of fills out the complete lack of anything that we have over the next couple of months. I was putting together the Q2 release schedule so we could plan out who gets what review. And it, it is barren. There's like four games that are worth talking about. Yeah. And one of them is... Uh, uh, one where you take pictures of ghosts. Ooh, I kind of want that just because I like yeah, it, it Fatal Frame. Cool. I like the AR stuff. That is very cool. At yeah. least we get Mario Tennis. Yeah. Did anyone see that uh, that ridiculous commercial that Nintendo put out for Spirit Camera? Where no. it's like a five minute long, like poorly acted horror movie. <laughs> it's oh. it's kind of funny. Um, I, I missed that. Maybe, maybe I'll have to try to find a link and show you guys at the end of the show, and maybe we could put it in the show notes or something. But it's just like this five minute video where it's these people like it's like this girl picks up her 3ds and is like it, it feels haunted here and looks around like her like boyfriend's a ghost or something. Oh, that's one of the things you can do in the game. Actually, you can t- you can look at people take with the picture. camera to tell if they're haunted or not, <laughs> and you can take pictures of people and see like a ghost in the background. <laughs> it does look kind of neat. It actually that actually sounds really stupid, but. In a way, you know, I mean, it's it's using the AR in a unique way. Yeah. Everything you know, there's, about no this... to, there's no gameplay to go along with things like that. But, you know, it's like, oh, look, you're haunted. <laughs> Everything about this game just reminds me of that. Uh, there was that other ghost game that Andrew reviewed. I don't remember what it was. Oh, The Hidden. Yeah. yeah. The Hidden. That was it. Mm-hmm. See, those games are really dumb. <laughs> there, there was another one. Um, forget... Well, actually, I don't think any of these other games ever came out, which I think is very telling. Because, uh, well, there was System Flaw, which was like that DSi shooter game that like would have like stuff oh, yeah. is coming at you and you need to spin around in a circle right. before it gets you. And then there was like uh, Spirit Hunters from No! That is like, you know, you're looking around and like you need to get shapes around you and then they will become characters that you can use to battle or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and like a lot of stuff like that. But like they're all just not really that fun. They never like they. It's like the premise seems kind of intriguing, and then you look at the game and you're like, "Well, there's nothing to to it." 
Yeah, that's the way I feel and about I think, this, this I think for, spirit camera game. I really do. But. I feel like there will be a little more to it. Um, I Because so. it came out in Japan, and the response to it, I mean, wasn't, like, super crazy, but people didn't seem to hate it. Yeah. So that's reassuring. Um, The other news we got is that there's a new WiiWare game, which we don't get too oh many of these gosh. announcements anymore. Uh, Frogger Hyper Arcade, which is a new Frogger game. <laughs> excellent <laughs> yes another um, way to nice play to... frogger yes well there there was actually already a just a frogger arcade game on we wear even so frogger hyper arcade i mean it seems like they're kind of going the pac-man championship edition route yeah like this it might it might be cool but uh i honestly don't know how much i care about frogger although i do want to check out frogger 3d one of these days because there is a you know sequence where you need to dodge tanks <laughs> I love it. Um, and then uh, the last news, which is kind of somber. Uh, EA shutting down servers of a bunch of Wii games. Uh, the one that kind of sucks the most is Boomblocks Bash Party. Because that's the only way you can get a lot of those user-generated content levels. Yeah. Um, because you cannot download them and like save them. You basically stream them from the server. So there is a whole oh. section of Boomblocks Bash Party that is now cut off. Um, I guess in the middle of April is when they're all going down. I, th- I want to say April 13th. I'm, I'm not 100% positive. I think that's no. what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. There's also like, uh, I think uh, one of the Tiger Woods games, maybe EA Sports Active 2.0, which had a cool online feature. Um, but I mean, the Boombox one is the, the one that really hurts because that was such a big part of that game. Yeah, it's April 13th. And there's also EA Create and EA Sports Active NFL Training Camp. Oh yeah, and FIFA I, 10. I have that, FIFA so 10, I can work. I can work out and have a creepy, poorly rendered version of Aaron Rodgers work out with me. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not unexpected. EA's been doing this with a lot of games. The one that also kind of hurts um, is the game that introduced online pass, which was EA Sports MMA. That is on the list. So what happens if you get the game now and you buy the online pass? And they're just like, too well, you bad. You won't be able to buy the online pass, will you, if you uh, try and connect online and there's no server? Yeah, oh. but right now the server's still up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you buy it and then like a day later they kill the server. I... That would really suck. I, I'm, sure I really be, uh, like... I'm sure they would compensate someone who yeah, called them and I said, hope. I just gave you $10 I and hope. you turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> would hope so. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is a bummer. So um, I guess let's move on to listener mail. Ah. And Zach, if you want to scroll up and read the first letter. I'm scrolling up right now. All right. Here, oh, All that's right. you. Okay. The one before it. Donnie writes, Nintendo's past online experiences have been mostly a letdown to most fans. Only now with the 3DS online capabilities have us as owners. It's a poorly worded sentence. Only now with the 3DS online compatibilities... Have us as owners been happy about Nintendo's online decisions? Okay, the 3DS works online is what he's saying. But do you think that when Wii U comes out, we will still have friend codes? Yes. Or do you no. think that Nintendo no. will they, they ditch? said that last year. Well, actually, no, I think it might be a universal friend code. Universal right. friend they, code. They did Definitely. insinuate that at a minimum, it's going to be universal friend code. Yeah, I was actually like looking at this. I'm, I'm cutting off in the middle of this letter, but this is because I don't want to forget to not reference this later. But... I was looking back at this when I was looking at the stuff for Assassin's Creed 3. I believe that someone at Ubisoft greatly hinted at the fact that there wouldn't be hint- there wouldn't be friend codes, mm-hmm. but it was uh, 
it was like not confirmed by Nintendo. So it could have yeah. just been a guy at Ubisoft not really knowing the full score. Sure. But at a minimum, we'll have one friend code. Yeah. Uh, and he continues, or do you think that Nintendo will ditch friend codes entirely and switch to a better online platform that compares to XBLA or PSN? And if they do go to a brand new platform, do you think the 3DS will get an update that allows the owner to change their friend code into their Nintendo network username? So I think what he's saying there is, Will there be a single whatever for both the Wii U and the 3DS? I say no to that. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I would so. hope and, so, but I don't think so. Yeah, and, yeah I and mean, also, that's the kind of thing I would want that to happen. But with the way they kind of separated Wii and 3DS, yeah. that doesn't make me too hopeful. Although, I, I think that, I mean, the idea might be to have eShop for both places. So that maybe they are going to try to link it together. With that kind of synergy, I'd love to have a single <coughs> sign-on for both devices, but I, I will—I'm not holding my breath. That's how yeah. the Vita does it, right? Yep, I believe so. Right, Zach? Nice. Yeah, that I can see my PS3 friends on the Vita. That's that is nice. really cool. I, I hope—I hope they do that with Wii U. That—that that would be really awesome. Yeah, I'm just not super hopeful. Although I think they will have—you know—once Nintendo Network gets going. Um, I think we will probably see an update to 3DS that kind of gives us more branding for that. Oh, sure. Whether and, and whether it is exactly fun- the and same. Just functionality between the Wii U and the 3DS, period. Yeah. I mean, I, if, I really... if, you, if there's two different friend codes, as long as there's a way to link them so you can say, hey, these are both me, that would allow for some kind of cross-platform messaging. Or yeah, like share the same me. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. And, and really, you know, he says that uh, the PSN and XBLA ways of adding friends are are different and they you know they are but it's still a single like johnny said it's like a phone number it's yeah like that that's your username is basically your your universal friend code and it does suck yeah, I though, don't... that you have to tell people hey be sure to add me yeah as instead of just like looking for a name sending right. an invite and approving sending an invite, an invite yeah. right. um I mean, it's it's not. I don't like, think. I, I really, I really I'm don't fine think with how that it is on will the 3DS. change. I, I yeah. I know we all hope that will, but I don't think it will with the Wii U. They would have changed it with the 3DS. You know, what was one thing it. that I thought was really cool. Um, when I went to the Street Pass Princeton event last month, we were playing Mario Kart, and when I was playing Mario Kart locally, like when you're waiting for the race to start, you can just hit like like there's like a plus button on each player, and you can add them as a friend. Oh, oh my gosh! That, really? It's it's and then they you are friends with them and I think that is is really nice to have that yeah because it, it was it was just like you know we were just thought we were all we had fucking eight people playing Mario Kart it was great and you just hit you know like the plus button or whatever and some kind of icon and you just added everybody as a friend jeez that's sweet awesome. yeah um, but yeah uh, does anybody else have anything to say about that nope. All right, I will move on to the next letter. Sidescroller64 writes, What's up, Connectivity Crew? I was listening to episode 24, and I really enjoyed the sequels I would like to see segment. Some sequels that I personally would love to see are follow-ups to Dynamite Heady, which was originally released on Genesis, a new Mega Man X game, preferably with the 32-bit X4, X5, X6 artwork and sprites, a direct sequel to Super Mario RPG, done by Spartanix, yeah. Featuring the return of everyone's favorite Star Warrior, Gino. And lastly, a third pillar in the Castlevania Sorrow series. Though they are not officially a series, Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow are my two favorite Castlevania games. And I would love to skulk around Dracula's castle one last time as the reincarnation 
of the Dark Lord one last time. <laughs> said the oh, no, he hasn't. Thanks for taking the time to read my list. Any anytime, dude. Anytime. Um, I guess we, let's just go go down to sequel ideas. Dynamite Heady. I I would be totally down for that. Treasures. Treasure seems to be just re-releasing all their old games on uh, XBLA, so may- maybe they can just do a sequel to Dynamite Heady on XBLA. Or something. <laughs> uh, maybe. I-, I really dug that game. That was my first exposure to Treasure, and I love the hell out of that game. That was just like one of those random games that my parents probably found in a bargain bin and got me for like Christmas or my birthday or something, and it it wound up being like one of my favorite games for a period when I was younger because I was a that. Genesis kid. That's another one I've never played. It's on a uh, it's on Virtual Console. I know. Uh, I know. We should maybe check it out sometime. Maybe I will. The X Games, uh, I mean... They need to be I, the I Super guess, Nintendo graphics. Well, yeah, they're better. I mean, up-res them and make them look prettier and stuff. But, um, I mean, the X, the, the 3 on SNES are far better, especially 1 and 2. Or 3 is where it kind of starts going downhill. I mean, oh, they really just fun. need to do what they did with Mega Man 9 and 10 to the exactly. X Exactly. Yeah. That, that would be perfect. And uh, Capcom probably won't do that. Well, I mean, the Mega or, Man Zero or what are they? They're, took they're over they're that uh, mantle. Cap Capone or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yes. what the spelling was it GDC? But I mean, we, we can hope for that. I, I maybe that'll happen. They said they have promised that they are doing something for Mega Man because it is his 25th anniversary. But we'll see if anything Hasn't actually it been happens. His 25th anniversary for a while now. No, um, it was, they did his. They celebrated his 20th. You know, five oh, years okay. ago. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, considering this time last year, we were looking at the possibility of having two Mega Man games come out, right. and they both got canceled. Right. I will. Uh, I will believe it when Capcom releases a game, not yeah. just announces it, releases it. It's like the Arrested Development movie of video games. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, I was thinking about Mega Man Universe the other day. Like that. That game seemed like it would be fun. I played it at New York Comic Con actually. And it wasn't that fun. No, it didn't, it <laughs> now didn't you know why it's fun canceled. to me. What? It didn't look fun to me. Like well, the a problem whole is that bunch they really, of random freaking Capcom characters they, running around a Mega they Man. Should have just kept it um, with Mega like Man. the older graphics yeah. because it didn't really look that good. I like the idea of like um, now you can be Ryu. Like right. I think that's kind of neat. Like that that's kind of fun and the user creation stuff that seems fun. But it's just something felt off. Yeah. All right. Um. So the next game on the list is Super Mario RPG. Yes, sign me up. I want this game. Yeah, right everyone now. does. I'm, so, I'm for a long honestly, time. I'm uh, I'm surprised that they haven't managed to sneak Gino into a Smash Brothers game yet. It seems crazy yeah. to me. They snuck him into the first Mario and Luigi. Well, when Patrick and I accost Sakurai and talk to him about <laughs> his cat at E3, we'll we'll mention Gino. Well, you know, because we'll we'll be we'll be best friends then, because we'll all be talking about cats. <laughs> And Wario should have a booster <laughs> costume. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <coughs> um, the the next thing, uh, the Castlevania Sorrow series. Um, Boy, yeah, it's uh, been Castlevania forever Super since fans. they freaking did a Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah, 2008 was when Order of Ecclesia came Just out. Just give me any of them. Yeah. Uh, I did the really like them. Sorrow on... series, yeah, those were good, but... Let's go somewhere else. I like the way Ecclesia turned out, so let's go that way. I really like that. Yeah, that was because uh, I borrowed Donna Sorrow from you, and I was 
Not really that crazy about it. I liked Order oh, of no? Ecclesia a lot more. The best part Did of Dawn Sorrow like... is the seals that you have to draw because they would make oh, the boss God. fights super tense. I would play the boss fight with the uh, stylus Star- like Star- hanging Star- out of my mouth like a cigarette, like just right, <laughs> so too. I could grab yeah. it immediately and draw the seal before I died. You kind of had to. Um, that was the thing I didn't like about it. I liked I liked Aria of Sorrow better. Um, they're almost the same game, but I think Aria of Sorrow is the better game. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah. just give us another Castlevania, 2D Castlevania game. I would very much enjoy that. Do it on eShop. Yeah, man. That's all you'd need to do. Well, I guess uh, since we have Mike and Jesse here, do you guys have any uh, sequels that you would like to see? Um, I'll let Jesse go first. Well, I think of one. Hopefully he has one. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of one quick, too, and it's not working very well. <laughs> I do like the Mario RPG one that was from the your yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, your mail. Oh, I know. I would. I would always love to see a sequel to Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Um. I forgot. Uh, but that's coming out on XBLA soon. Apparently, it's on next on the yeah, list after Jack Ryan Radio. Shen, Shenmue are are supposedly coming to XBLA, which seems kind of crazy. I think that would be fun. Hmm. Oh, or Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Never played Skies of Arcadia. It's a really good game. I've actually never played the GameCube one. It's better. I, I got, lower, I got it has a lower encounter rate. Yeah. It has a couple yeah, extra I mean, things. That's, that's what I, I never actually got through it because I just got fed up with the random battles. But I Hopefully really like they'll... The uh, I assume they'll put the GameCube, the Legends version for GameCube. I assume that'll be the base for the Xbox Live. Yeah, that makes sense considering that they're bringing up... Well, actually, I, I don't know. What was the Sonic Adventure base? Was that DX? Oh, I don't know. I think that that would be the the key to your answer. If they were bringing over just the Dreamcast version of Sonic Adventure, then that's probably what we got for Skies of Arcadia, unfortunately. I'll play either of them. I probably would, too. I would like to see a a new uh, top-down 2D Zelda game. I I, I like the 2D Zeldas more than the 3D Zeldas just because that's what I grew up with. I I played them first. Yeah, you know, so I want—I'd like to see more of that. I mean, I definitely—I I guess maybe it's me, me being younger or something. I—I I, I don't know. It's that, but because uh, it's like I played the other Zelda games when I was younger, but the one that I first really, really dug was Ocarina of Time, and it was really after playing Ocarina of Time then I went back and I appreciated Link to the Past and Zelda One. Um, but you know, here's yeah, a weird one. I'd up like until then, see... they were fun to screw around in, but I would never—I would never finish them. I'd like to see the original Legend of Zelda with updated graphics. I would like to see a remake of Zelda 2 because I think that game mm. has potential, but it's just fucking broken. What if they did yeah, the I... original Legend of Zelda like uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes in that style? Well, as long as it would be better mm. than 3D Dot Game Heroes, then <laughs> so, I'm good with it. Well, 3D Dot Game Heroes was really charming and then it got old really fast. Yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't, a, I, I it wasn't a bad game. It was just boring. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that that sounds like we are uh, done with the news and the listener mail and the talking about the Kid Icarus. Indeed. Um, thank you very much for all being a part of this. Thank you, Jesse, for taking time out of what I what I'm sure is a busy slate to guest on our <laughs> lovely show. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, and uh, where where can we hear you and check you out? Yeah, I, I host the VG Tribune Roundtable podcast. So just uh, keep, keep watching at uh, VG Tribu- VGTribune.com and the, the 
the podcast will be posted as articles and you can listen to it right in the article or you can uh, look it up in iTunes and subscribe. Cool, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, do that with connectivity, too. You can find us on iTunes, leave some reviews, subscribe, you know, uh, let us give us some feedback, send us some email to connectivity at nintendoreport.com, and we will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Indeed. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye. DC animated movies that have been coming out starting in uh, 2007 after the DC animated universe kind of went kaput. Um, I got uh, Zach Miller, who uh, Zach and I have been talking about DC animated movies with regularity on some of the uh, ends of segments. <laughs> I had brought in our buddy uh, Jesse Waldack from VG Tribune to also talk about these DC animated movies with us. I'm a fan. Yes, yes. How can you not and, uh, be? And it is a good thing to be a fan because these things are wonderful. They are. Um, so what we're going to do is we're just going to basically go through every single one. Uh, they started in 2007, and at first they released twice a year, and then they went to three. And now they might even go into four. I don't know. Mm. I don't really know how the rest of this year is going to shake out, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Indeed. Um, so let's start off with the first one, which is Superman Doomsday. It kicked it off in fall 2007 got superman he he gets killed by doomsday you know everything goes to shit um i I didn't think it was the best one in the series back on it but when it came out you know it was it was it was nice to see um you know good voice acting as usual i know zach you hate it yeah i hate it so much i liked it that at that time they were starting to finally put out pg-13 rated animated content not something for the kiddies but something more for the adults and the more mature audiences yeah i believe there was blood in this movie and that was a big deal in the first 10 minutes a dozen people was killed yeah that's true and in the entire run of the justice league and the batman and the superman show you probably can count number of deaths on a single hand yeah i was really hoping that movie would be the death of Superman. It really ended up being a combination of two or three stories that none of them really well, fit the, together the all that well. Return. 
the I death know, and the return fit together pretty well. Fit together it's, within an hour? I mean, not really. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really the problem with all these movies is that they're all kind of constrained to their 70-minute, yeah. like 70-75-minute runtime. Yeah. Um, with but, some exceptions. I mean, I, I thought that, I mean, it really comes down to it that, you know, the death and the inevitable return of Superman like the return is kind of absurd. It's just like his robot made a clone or something. Right. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, um, and that's kind of funny. I actually, uh, when I got this, I was still in college. It would have been my uh, my sophomore year actually when this came out. We did yeah. a drinking game that uh, whenever Superman did something ridiculous, we would drink, and <laughs> and we got pretty drunk. And we also <laughs> instituted the rule that when Superman dies, drink eight beers, which we never actually did, but, but it was a, it was a good idea. <laughs> If I remember, yeah, Luther exhumed the body and used it to clone the 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 other Superman. Yeah. Which, and then he turned on Luther. Right. right. Yep. 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 Because uh, he's so the next Superman. movie, the, the next movie which came out in the beginning of two thousand eight is Justice League: The New Frontier, um, yeah. which is based off of a comic series that came out uh, called, I believe, uh, what is it? DC New Frontier. Is that, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Um, I've, I've never actually read the comic series, but I enjoyed the movie. It's more of a period piece. It takes place during the 60s. I believe there's some uh, some JFK speak in it. Um, Neil yeah, Patrick Harris is the Flash, which I always thought was cool. Yeah, that is cool. The reason I um, never, the, I didn't like it for two reasons. One, it's really weird that it's set so far in the past. Um, I don't really think it's that weird. I, I really liked it because of the period piece. It really, I mean, it brought everything and, together. It made it gave it that almost that Watchmen vibe. To and it, it kind of matched the art style. Yeah, the well, that's the other really, thing really I didn't nice like was the art style. Was yeah, I like the art style. That's it's the one thing. It's, it's one of the. It is one of the few of these movies that is very like unique and stands out from the others. Yes, because it's not that I dislike the art styles in the other ones, but it's just like they're all kind of samey. Like they have some differences sure. here or there. Yeah, I, I did. I did like like they used a very buff Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, they did it, more so than we're used to seeing, and. And there was a scene near, you know, later near the end where she was flying her invisible jet to, towards the others, and the entire cockpit was all bloodied up from her injuries from the previous battle that she lost. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I mean, I also I I remember not liking Jeremy Sisto as Batman in this, which really all these oh, movies yeah. have kind of struggled to get over Kevin Conroy as Batman, and I believe I, only one person succeeded at it. I agree. Agreed. We'll get to that later, and I think we all know who it is. Um, but yeah, that's Justice League: New Frontier. I would uh, I would give it a, a, a pretty good recommendation. I, I like it a lot. It, it, if I were to rank these, this would be near the top. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'd say top five. Wow. Yeah. Um, the next one that came out uh, came out alongside the Dark Knight, which is Batman: Gotham Knight, which was. Does uh, that was count? Though, to I it. don't think that it looked, counts. It, it is part of this. It is part uh, of this. So I don't bad. think it's yeah. good. Well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia it. page of DC Universe Animated Original Movies, and it's on the list as well, yes. Yeah. This is All the right. one that was like a compilation of shorter stories, yes? Yeah. Which, it's like I the mean, Matrix. Uh, the Animatrix. The Animatrix, yeah. but with Batman, and it's so bad. I recall one of the stories was good. I think the one with Deadshot, but the rest of them just kind of sucked. Well, they were so they were so disjointed and... Yeah, and and it was so weird that the and some of the sometimes the animation was good, more often it was terrible. Yep. Um, I thought the one interesting story uh, was where Batman developed a technology that projected like a bullet repelling force field around his body, um, but then the force field accidentally hits a thug, 
uh, the bullet oh, yeah. repels off it and hits a thug, and he's like, well, I can't use this anymore. I'm like, come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> he doesn't kill. Uh, he no, doesn't he, kill. Well, he doesn't kill, right. Yeah. It's just like... It's just like... Uh, collateral damage. It's collateral damage. Um, The next movie on the list is Wonder Woman, which came out at the beginning of 2009. Wow, that's far. was the first that year that they ago. did... Wow. That they did three in a row was in 2009. I liked Wonder um, Woman a lot. I did like Wonder Woman, too. Although um, it's... A, I did it's not... Like I did a, not... Uh, I did not see it at first, actually, because I wasn't that interested in it. But then I saw it down the road, and uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun because it's got, like a, um, it's like a complete duplication of one of the old Justice League plots. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Because um, what you got Nathan Fillion as uh, the, that was the, cool, the, the jet pilot guy. I forget his name. Yeah, I want to yeah. say Steve Rogers, but it I know is it's Steve Rogers. Right. Wait, really? No, that's that's Captain America. Oh you, shit, you're right. Uh, uh, I, I want to <laughs> say it's like his name is either Steve or his last name is Rogers. I'm not sure. I'm gonna. Um, and then you have Alfred name. Molina as the villain. Always you good. Have, uh, Felicity. Uh, what's her name? She's Steve Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Steve yeah. Trevor is the guy's name. Yeah. So yeah, I did have the Steve right. Um, but you have a really good voice cast in this one, and it, I mean it's just fun. You don't really see Wonder Woman highlighted that often, and it was nice to see her get her own movie. I know this is also the one that they've talked about how they want to do a sequel about it. Oh, but it didn't really do that well. So no. that's why every movie has Batman and Superman. And this this one, if I remember right, this is the one that introduces, that describes what the pucker factor is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So if you don't know what the pucker factor is, watch the movie. The only yeah. problem with the Wonder Woman movie is that uh, Wonder Woman generally has a pretty bad rogues gallery on her own. So I don't know. I don't know where they'd go with a sequel. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He, I I thought the animation was great, and I think the voice casting actually made the movie better than it probably actually is. I I agree. Nathan Fillion makes anything better. He does. Um, the next movie on the list, which came out uh halfway through uh 2009, is Green Lantern: First Flight. Never saw which it. Which is in no relation to the Green Lantern movie that came out last year. Thank God. Thank God. Um. And this was one that I thought was really cool when I first saw it. And then I actually saw it about a month before the new movie came out. And it didn't really hold up that well. Because no. the first time I saw it, like, I mean, of course you know that, like, Sinistro is going to be bad and stuff. His name's fucking Sinistro. Like, of course yeah, that's something I've never understood. He was a good guy at one point, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's it's got a really cool story. And it has a good setup. And then it just kind of, like, meanders for a while. And then it just ends. So, like, the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's way better than that movie. But it's just, I mean, it's cool. There's some cool space battles and stuff. And then it just kind of fizzles out. This now, is one is I it, don't remember as much. I have to, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this one. Who voices yeah. Green Lantern? Do you remember? Chris Maloney. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? The Green Lantern will always be Jon Stewart to me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all my problem with it at this point is that, yeah, I grew up reading Hal Jordan, but once Justice League took over... It, he is John Stewart to me, right? <laughs> and just so everyone knows, we're not talking about the host of the Daily Show. We're talking about, uh, I guess, I'll try to be as politically correct as I can about this, but the Black Green Lantern. That is in Justice League. Yeah, when the New Fifty Two comics line came started out in last year, I I, st- I kind of picked and chose the ones I wanted to read, and then you know, as they went on, I started dropping a few of them. Green Lantern books are the ones I started reading, and then I I dropped off, and they're. They've got like four Green Lanterns in their sector, and you know, every Green Lantern is represented. 
including uh, Guy uh, Gardner, Kyle Rain. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, some of them are. They make a make a joke that some of them don't have a secret identity. That identity, it's public knowledge, and some of them still do have the secret identity and keep the mask on while they fight. And yeah. there's kind of yeah. a little bit of a conflict between those two groups of of Earth of, of human lanterns. Hmm. Seems mildly interesting. Cool. Um, so the the next movie is the last one in 2009, and that is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies which is based off of the first six issues of the Superman-Batman comic series yep. that, written by Jeff Loeb, if memory serves me correctly. And the and, artist, uh, uh, I used to know I know that name. this was the one where uh, the art, the artist would change every six issues. I don't even know if the series is still running. Well, it probably isn't it is, the New no. 52. I really enjoyed this series when I read it, so I was very excited for this movie. Uh, the plot of this one um, is basically that like Superman and Batman become public enemies. Well, they're set up by Lex. Yeah, they they are set up by Lex Luthor, um, who is president at this. Yes, yes, he is president in this in this time. Um, he ends up donning a ridiculous like mech suit uh, at the end of it, which is which is really fun. And there's a pretty awesome fight where Superman and Batman just take on a whole bunch of people. Yeah, like um, a whole bunch of villains, and of course, and, Power Girls in it. Yeah. So I and like this it. is also this is the one where like the the little Asian kid makes the robot that's Toy Man and Batman yeah oh yeah Toy Man oh my gosh I love that robot it's just such yeah. like it's such fan service yep um it's a it's a pretty cool story it's a it's a fun movie I like the animation a lot in it yeah it's um, in my top five yeah it's definitely very very good um, I would recommend it if you were going to start watching these. Indeed. And it does kind of have a sequel later on, which we'll uh, we'll get to in about uh, uh about two movies. <laughs> um, the the next one is the first one in 2010, and that's Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, which I'm a little fuzzy on the comic roots of this, but it I, I wasn't have, that big of a fan of this. It it has yeah. a it's the one where you have you know the DC universe, alternate universe. Uh, there's the alternate universe where you have uh, what is it? Uh, the the um, Catman. Yeah, Owl Man. Owl Man. Um, Owl Man. Owl Man. Yeah, and Owl Man is voiced by James Woods, and he's wonderful. Yeah, and the the Crime Syndicate is what it is. Yeah, um, I mean that that was fun. The kind of interaction between these, I like the climax of it a lot. Um, because basically, yeah, the very bitter end is awesome. Yeah, because you have you have Batman fight Owl Man to save the universe. Yeah, and it it is a really cool sequence. But up until that point. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It's more of just like, oh, look at these crazy people interacting. Yeah, um, it's, it's also the most recent. The, the crime syndicate villains are all pretty stupid. Yeah, because they're just you know like opposites of the, the Justice League. And did you know that uh, the Superwoman's supposed to be Lois Lane? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't know That's that. Zane. Yeah, that makes no sense at all. But I know I did like go. how Superwoman uh, toys with Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She kind of get, has a little bit of affection toward him, and yeah. you know, just because of that, I'll break one rib. <laughs> That's um, so uh, the the next movie on the list is probably my personal favorite, and that Agreed. is Batman Under the Red Hood. Yes, which retells the story of a uh, you know, Jason Todd may or may not be back from the dead, um, based off of a comic series. It's actually written by the same guy who wrote the story arc, Judd Winnick. Um, who did a really good Green Arrow run? I like. Um, 
but then it yeah. seemed to kind of fade away after a while. He did, he did but, Power um, Girl after, Neil Patrick uh, Harris. Out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Neil Patrick Harris is a uh, Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's super super good because uh, you have <laughs> it is Batman voiced by Bruce Greenwood, who, as far as I can tell, is really the only person that I could the see next best kind of, guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He can't replace Kevin Conroy, but he does a damn good job at being good. It also has uh, Bender, John DiMaggio, as the Joker. And he and does he, all right. He is phenomenal. I wasn't, like, at first, I, I didn't like that Joker, but by the end of the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is, this works. He he really brings a, a good mix of Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger to the character. Yeah. Yes. And I think that works really well, especially in this movie. Um, but it's just, I mean, I, I, I'm i a big Batman fan, and this is a great Batman story. It's told really, really well. And, Real I mean, good it does ending, kinda, too. Yeah, it is a it, very, very good ending. And also th- throws some uh, flashbacks uh, showing how the Joker was created, who, which, yep. of course, was the original Red Hood. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, that, that's probably my, my favorite one, hands down. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely top five material. The next one uh, was the, the last one released. Or, no, there was actually another one released in 2010. I forgot about that. It's uh, There's Superman Batman Apocalypse, which um, is the sequel to Superman Batman Public Enemies. God, this one introduces like Supergirl, it. and it does end with Superman fighting Darkseid, which is wonderful. Well, no, that part's um, cool. And and Supergirl yeah. fights Darkseid, too. Yes, yes, that does happen. But, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, Superman's cousin comes to Earth, and then Superman takes her in, and she ends up getting, like, brainwashed by Darkseid. That's the thing. That all happens in about fifteen minutes. That's what yeah. I, like I mean, about th- it. there is that that very quick pacing in the middle of it, but the ending's really really cool. Yeah. Um, I would recommend this one, especially. I mean, it is a, it is more or less a direct sequel to Superman Batman Pub- Public Enemies. Yeah. Well, uh, it is because it, it takes place in the same comic continuity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was it was good. Um, but like you say, I I think it, the biggest problem with it is it's really rushed. Because they try yeah. and cram a lot of material into, you know, 70 minutes. Yep, yep. What I didn't know until I just now look, looking through this uh, Wikipedia page is uh, Supergirl is voiced by Summer Glau. Yeah. Who was yeah. in the female Terminator in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yep. Yeah, which kind of works out where you, you think about how Supergirl is. In, uh, yeah. In the universe was... too. She was also in Firefly. Played River Tam. Uh, nobody cares about Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get uh, the, hate mail for that. The, the last thing that came out in 2010 was the DC Showcase Original Shorts Collection, which uh, I think starting in, I want to say, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, maybe, they had these shorts with each movie. Some were better than others. There's a Jonah Hex one that is fantastic. I like um, that one. And they oh, had a whole bunch of shorts, and they, they put them in a collection. Oh, uh, they a also collection? added, yeah, they oh, also added that. Uh, on my queue. Like a half an hour um, Superman and Shazam one. Oh, I did that, see that. that. God, cool. that was okay. Uh, they, yeah. Something Black Adam is what this yeah, was Black titled Adam. on the Oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Desk. Superman or Shazam and Black Adam. The right. Rise of Black Adam. Something yeah. like that. I like that Shazam story. Yeah. I've never given I like a, a lot of the shorts. Shazam. I mean, there, there's some of them that are pretty bad, but like that Jonah Hex one is fantastic. And there was what wasn't there one after the Shazam one? Wasn't it like the Grey Ghost or something? Maybe I, I forget what all the shorts are. Yeah, I don't remember the third one. 
feel like I didn't, I didn't do my homework as well for the short collection because I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know it existed. Um, the first what? one that came out last year in 2011 is uh, All Star Superman, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was better than I thought it would be. It's very vignette like. Yeah, um, very. Because that's what All Star Superman was. It was yeah. a I think a 12 issue series by Grant Morrison. That was just a bunch of vignettes. Uh, that like kind of had a, a greater story going through them, right? And it's yeah. a, I mean it's it is a very good Superman story. This is another just, one that's kind of paced weird in the middle. Yeah, right. like yeah, the whole the whole thing with Samson just seems to be like is useless. It's yeah, just I mean that's yeah. one of those things filler. that yeah. as a, as a vignette, like you can tell it is a series of vignettes by that that stuff with Samson and that other guy and you know, Lois Lane having the superpowers for twenty four hours. But all that does happen in the in the comics. Series. Yeah, I mean that's the thing; it does happen in the uh, comics. And I yeah, this was like, one that they they wanted to do this one for a long time, yeah. but it was just they they couldn't figure out a way to kind of cut cut it out and make it work within seventy minutes. And I think they did a pretty good job at making. Oh, it they work did. Yeah. The time I, I would like to, you know, if if we're going to do more Superman only stories, God, I'd love to see one uh, Superman Red Sun. That would be very awesome. I think they've talked about that before, but obviously they haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, but the, I've never understood. What I've never understood is why do they have to limit themselves to the seventy minutes? You know, you're yeah, you're doing it's, a, it's probably budget. Yeah, probably, but well, uh, but it's they should be able to have the more flexibility. You know, doing writing an, a animation a, is not cheap. True. Yeah, you know, I could cheap overseas. TV shows you're you're limited with your twenty two minute slot, but with movies, I think you a little bit you you've got a little more flexibility in there. But yeah. oh well, whatever. <laughs> the next one I, I, I own, I got it uh, cheap, cheap, cheap at Best Buy. Um, that is Green Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, which is another uh, is that the collection of stories oh. to uh, Batman, like Batman Gotham Knights. It came out alongside the movie last oh, year. Oh, I see. I, I, I heard okay things about it, but honestly, after seeing the movie, I was kind of turned off on it. Um, yeah. I might have to watch it and report back, but have <laughs> either of you guys seen this? No. I, I have, and I think this compilation of stories is better than the Batman compilation of stories. Although that's not saying too much. <laughs> True, it, it, it's not top five, definitely. But yeah. this is—it's the middle of the road if we are ranking things. Yeah. yeah, I've just never really liked Green Lantern. I guess is my problem. Well, the, the way they do the story is—it's one st- story that the characters within the story are t- talking about previous Lanterns' lives and. Mm. So it's they're all connected. It's not just completely random stuff, but it's uh, it's talk. It touches on lanterns from other areas that you, unless you're a comic book person that reads everything, you wouldn't even have heard of these characters before. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. Of which I didn't, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it one of these days, but it just it's not at the top of my list. Right. Um. The, the next one, which was the last one that came out in 2011, um, the second to last one that has come out so far, is probably my most disappointing one, and that is Batman Year One. Um, God, it just seemed like it was the comic. It was like a motion comic. And like, you know what? You know like what else? I mean, let's let, let's narrate the whole damn movie. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and let's get let's actively go out and actively try to find the worst voice actor we can get for Bruce Wayne. Holy crap. Benjamin McKenzie? 
Yeah, that, I don't remember being too impressed with really just the wow, that was movie. The animation was good, but it just felt like a motion comic to me. It didn't really feel like it brought its own angle to the story. It was right. just Batman Year One, and I think that's what they were going for. You know, they yeah. wanted to be more. Reverent. They didn't want to pull it from other stories like they've done in other right. uh, previous movies. They wanted to have <laughs> this one to be self-contained from the, the those lines of books, and uh, I, I I think it suffered for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was definitely a swing and a miss. But... And the little, the little short, uh, featuring Catwoman was stupid, but it was better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't the, think uh, I saw the, the one... short. So I should go back and look at that one. It wasn't even that good. Um. So the one that came out a couple weeks ago is Justice League Doom, which I actually thought was really, really good. Yeah, it was good. It was. The last one written by the late Dwayne McDuffie, who did a lot of work on these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he was a great writer. He unfortunately, uh, I believe he passed away. He wrote All-Star Superman as well, and he passed away like right when that came out on DVD. Oh, and this movie um, is, uh, is dedicated to him. Yeah, yeah. This was he, he had finished the script for this, and he passed away shortly after that, which, which was really sad. Um, he was a great writer, and I think it was, he was only in his 40s, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I've seen him interviewed on special features in other, yeah, in previous ones. I know they have a tribute to him on this. I haven't watched any of the special features on this yet. I usually enjoy the special features um, on all of these, some more than others, but almost always they're they're interesting in some degree. But yeah. I I really really like Justice League Doom. Um, I thought it was very good, and uh, I mean it was kind of weird seeing like the kind of like the B list villains and and Cyborg just randomly in there, yeah. but. Um, I also basically... I also don't think we needed an origin story for Vandal Savage. That just I felt like oh okay we're that was a little origin weird. Now, I, I agree with that. You know we've been we've seen his story a number of times just in the normal half hour shows in the last decade. Yeah, and I didn't. That was his filler. He's also not really interesting. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of thing that sucked a little bit is that the villains weren't that great. Although I like Mirror Master a lot in this, he was fun. Yeah, he looked like a hologram. I like that. Yeah, um, I, but the one thing I, I is did that like, I, I, I guess we should explain the, the plot slightly about this movie, which is basically uh, it's based off of a couple comic stories. Um, and what it is is that by some miracle, um, Vandal Savage and, and Mirror Master or Mirror Master managed to break into the Batcave and steal Bruce Wayne's files which contained ways to take out everybody on the Justice League. Right. Um, so then everyone, uh, yes. And everyone on the Justice League gets taken out and then, you know, they all have to get back and fight and then they all get pissed off at Batman. Yeah. It, it was really good though. I mean, I really enjoyed seeing how they took out each Justice yeah, League. Yeah, that was like, cool. The Green Lantern, the Green Lantern stuff was really powerful. I thought. I actually thought that, that was the weakest one. I thought that was really cool, and then the, the Flash one was great because it was just like the Mirror Master turned into like, like fucking Jigsaw from from Saw. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the the reason I thought the Flash uh, Green Lanterns was bad is because like, oh no, somebody died. I give up. Yeah, well that well, that was his weakness. I know, but come on, man. How long have you been doing this? Well, he, well, you know, he's been one of those characters where he can do damn well anything, and it'll work. And he yep. just never needed no, to worry about failure before, and just, yeah, and I plus, and plus, you know, with there was a little bit of extra help that made him go break down. I'm not sure if we want to go into the spoiler or not, but uh, 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I, the, yeah. the, yeah, the scarecrow. Um, I yep. thought, I thought the, uh, I thought it was great that Wonder Woman couldn't figure it out herself. She's like, oh no, <laughs> they're all cheetah. Come on, Wonder Woman. Come on, yeah. There's a reason you're not you're, you don't have your yeah, own you... series, Wonder Woman. But yeah, I mean, I thought Justin <laughs> was was very good. And can we talk? Can we talk about the the kind of bullshit that? Uh, Jesse, didn't you say that in the special features the producers are like, "Oh, we didn't, we we didn't know Cyborg was going to be a member of the Justice League in the New Fifty Two. What a shock!" Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I was watching some of the uh, some of the bonus content, and you know, the, the script of this was written before the New Fifty Two was released. In since there's two different studios, because well, the movies are done by Warner Brothers and versus DC's proper, so it was just random coincidence uh, at least that's what they want us to think whether it is or not i don't know no it's not okay so zach and i talked about this before and you know he was he was worried if how it would be compared to the tower of babel story and he wasn't sure how he would right. like cyborg and i said we got cyborg versus tower of babel had aquaman and plastic man and so i, I think we win <laughs> I'd rather have Cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I could see it kind of being a coincidence on the movie's part for having Cyborg, but I feel like it could have been like, oh, look, we were thinking of who to put in the new Justice League for the new 52. Cyborg is going to be in this movie. Let's throw him in. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, if Dwayne McDuffie did write this story, I assume that Cyborg being in it was, you know, plotted out before he died. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, sure. I actually liked Cyborg. He he was yeah a good no he was cool character. he was cool and I liked how he kind of came in and helped people out yeah then he got stabbed Wonder Woman well, blows his arm off know, know what know the hell Cyborg lady from the... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people know Cyborg from the Teen Titans but uh, what I forgot about you know there was a series in the early eighties you know sort of after the Super Friends. Uh, that uh, Cyborg was a character as well, along with uh, I think Firestorm, and uh, so he was he was involved then as a as a lesser character. And I remember I watched that series when I was younger. I just don't remember Cyborg being in them, but I remember Firestorm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess uh, to wrap this up, we'll talk about um, I guess briefly about the upcoming ones. There's Superman versus the Elite, which is based off of this. Uh, this comic series from I think the early 2000s where it's basically it's like what what happens when uh, I think it's based off of the issue that's whatever happened to truth justice in the American way where it's basically Mm -hmm. kind of the ideals of Superman are challenged and he fights these like British hooligan punk superhero guys Um, it seems like it might be kind of fun I believe it's coming out over the summer and then after that we got Batman the Dark Knight Returns which kind of solves the problem that we have with the timing and that it's going to be split into two movies Oh, really? Um, they haven't really announced when that's all coming out. Um, it could be – we could be getting two more uh, this year uh, with like maybe maybe something like Batman Dark Knight Returns, like one coming out in September and the other one coming out in November or something. Um, and Or maybe they'll be more spread out and we'll stick to the, the three three films a year that we've been sticking to for the past couple of years. Yeah. And uh, you know, Batman Dark Knight Returns will probably come out in September or October and the next one would come out in January or February. Please cast um, Michael Ironside in the yes. role of Batman. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, th- these are all the, the DC Animated Universe stuff, or the DC Animated Movies. If you want to hear more about the DC Animated Universe, I uh, I recorded two episodes on Cross.Comics about, uh, yep. uh, what, la- last year with uh, Carl Castaneda and and his brother Gus. Um, we talked all about the DC Animated Universe. It was it was a ton of fun, and I think there's about three, four hours of uh, the, the DC Animated Universe that we talk about. We, we cover everything. Hell yes. Um and if you want to hear us talk more about this, you can you can write in the connectivity at antennaworldport.com. Let us know because I know I, I love talking about uh, the DC animated universe and movies. Um, it's it's honestly my my favorite cartoon stuff. Now before we uh, go, yeah. what storyline besides Dark Knight Returns, obviously, would you like to see uh, made into an animated movie? Hush. Ooh, hush. I liked Hush. Like that. That was one. Like that was one. Uh, I mean that that was. I, I followed that when I when I got back into comics. I think it, it just started when I got back into comics. One of the times that I've done it, and I mean it, at first it seemed kind of overhyped, and I I kind of ignored it. But then I went back and read it when I was in trade paperback form, and I really really Good. dug it. Um, I, I really I like cool the story. art. I would I would like to see that in movie form, and I think they'd have to kind of cut it down and maybe not have it so every single one of Batman's villains show up. Although yeah, it would be kind of cool if they could do a lot of the villains. Um, but yeah, I think or I think they Hush could make it really into two cool. movies, like it's two trade paperbacks. I also think uh, doing maybe I mean, well, that, I don't think you could do this mainly because of uh, like I guess the, the degree of violence and unsavoriness. But I I, I kind of liked Kevin Smith's run on Green Arrow from I never saw, never read that o two o three something around there. Um, it was a nice reboot for Green Arrow. Kind of made him relevant again, um, or even just something with Green Arrow. Although I think that's one of those things that they said it will never happen because Green Arrow just does not have enough support. They had one of the shorts was featured Green Arrow, but I think that's the mm. best we're gonna get. How about you, Jesse? Sounds like it's about the time when uh, Green Arrow was introduced it as a character in Smallville, so around that same era. You know, it's the. Um, what I would like to see, I'm not sure how well it would fit in a 75-minute format either, would be in, in the mid-90s when Superman died and there was like five other characters with partial Superman powers was trying to v for the name of Superman. I don't remember much about that story arc, but I remember there was something along those was lines. One of them, Cyborg Superman? Yeah. One of them was like all... I remember one of them was... I feel like with Superman Doomsday having happened, I don't think we will see that. Probably not. But, yeah, I remember one of them... One of them was Superboy. One of them was Superboy. Yeah. One of them was like an, a steel man. Um, I mean... Type of thing. It wasn't a... It was a... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's John right. Henry Irons, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the, the details. Jack was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would like to see, um, now that she's actually appeared in a DCU movie, maybe it'll happen, but it probably won't. I'd like to see the first three or four issues of the uh, Jim Palmiotti run on uh, Power Girl, where she fights Ultra Humanite. Um, it's really... <laughs> it's never going to happen. Dude. I know it'll never happen, but it's it's such a lighthearted, funny... Uh, lighthearted and funny, and... Uh, What's nice about it is you 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 need no introduction to the DCU. It takes part part completely apart from any other storyline, which is why I like it so much. But I would like to see that. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that just about does it. Uh, thanks, Jesse and Zach, for joining me on this journey through all the DC animated movies. Anytime. And uh, I hope you. the people who listen to this enjoyed it. And uh, let us know if you didn't or if you want to hear more about it. All right. Bye. Bye.